Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me as always is my co-host, Robert Zirk. On today's show, Artistic Director at the Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre, Stephen Shipper, will tell us all about RMTC's wonderful new performance of Million Dollar Quartet, and we'll be featuring some of the fantastic classic music by the artists that inspired the show. Then, happy birthday, Canada! 2017 is Canada's 150th, and we'll be speaking with Carrie Ryan of the Winnipeg Foundation to find out about a new initiative that's celebrating our sesquicentennial through various different projects throughout the year. And in this week's Vital Signs Report, we will revisit our conversation with Rob Nash about the Rob Nash Project and how its presentations at schools and other venues are helping young people get through difficult times. And finally, Noah Ehrenberg will be joining us in studio to tell us about community news comments and a few of the wonderful citizen journalists writing stories that are important to our communities. We've got all this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Good morning and welcome to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you today. Robert, how are you doing this fine Sunday morning? I'm doing not too bad. It has been a cold week, it Nolan. It has been brutal, like uh, unnecessarily cold. Like, why mm. does it need to be that cold, Winnipeg? Come on. You know, it's brutal. How have you been keeping warm exactly? Um, I've just been trying to stay inside as much yeah. as possible. I don't blame you. I don't blame anyone. You should just stay inside, you know, with a good book or a good album Listen to music, put on River City 360, and just Absolutely. sort of wait it out. Sounds like a real fantastic Sunday morning. Exactly. Well, speaking of fantastic Sunday mornings, uh, today's show is really cool. It um, is. I really like your musical uh, choices that you brought to us this week because uh, it's all, or almost all, going to be um, based on Million Dollar Quartet. We have uh, Mr. Stephen Shipper joining us in studio shortly. He's going to be talking about the uh, RMTC's new show, uh, as we mentioned, Million Dollar Quartet, which is a world-famous show. And... Uh, it's about one evening in 1956, I believe it was a December evening, where Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and the great Johnny Cash got together for a jam session. Um, so to celebrate Million Dollar Quartet and for these four incredible performers, all of our musical breaks today, except for Noah Ehrenberg's uh, local song, are going to be from Million Dollar Quartet. So to kick things off, we're going to start things off with uh, the man in black, Johnny Cash, with A Thing Called Love, right here on River City 360. Six foot six, he stood on the ground. He weighed 235 pounds, but I saw that giant of a man brought down to his knees by love. He was the kind of a man that would gamble on luck, look you in the eye and never back up. But I saw him crying like a little whipped pup because of love. You can't see it with your eyes, hold it in your hand. But like the wind that covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man This thing called love It can lift you up, never let you down Take your world and turn it all around Ever since time nothing's ever been found That's stronger than love They struggle in doubt They trouble their minds day in and day out 
Too busy with living to worry about a little word like love But when I see a mother's tender nest As she holds her young close to her breast Then I thank God that the world's been blessed with a thing called love You can't see it with your eyes, hold it in your hand But like the wind that covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man This thing called love It can lift you up, never let you down Take your world and turn it all around Ever since time nothing's ever been found That's stronger than love Ever since time nothing's ever been found That's stronger than love Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning, and we're now joined in studio by a very special guest. We have Stephen Shipper. He's the Artistic Director of the Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre, or uh, RMTC. Uh, Stephen, thank you for joining us today. Good morning, Nolan. Thank you for the opportunity. So we wanted to talk about a fantastic new show called The Million Dollar Quartet that's on now until January 28th. Uh, But before we get into that show, let's talk a little bit about RMTC and a little bit about... uh, your year, your past year, it's 2017 now. So tell me about 2016 and, and sort of a little bit about how your seasons went and wh- how the shows went and then a little bit about 2017 as well. Well, thank you. Uh, Royal MTC has been around for 59 years and it's uh, an amazing team to play on. I serve as artistic director. Um, the uh, community has uh, been very generous uh, to Royal MTC over the years, as it has to all the performing arts in Winnipeg. I think we have a ballet and a symphony and an art gallery because our forefathers and mothers said we don't want to just be a stop on the road between Toronto and Vancouver. There was no significant Edmonton or Calgary back then. <laughs> uh, and they created these wonderful institutions. So, um, We've had another great season so far in 2016. We've seen uh, the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. And um, this year we began 2017 with the play you mentioned, uh, Million Dollar Quartet. You mentioned a little bit in your comment there about Winnipeg as a as sort of a hub for the arts. Talk a little bit about what, what makes Winnipeg special when it comes to uh, a, a performance art. Well, the... Creation of art, as you know, happens between artists and audiences. And I think Winnipeggers, uh, both as artists and audiences, are remarkably sophisticated and enthusiastic. Uh, Very discerning. It's not an easy uh, audience to um, obtain, I guess would be, to engage. Uh, Winnipeggers often say, show me, before uh, forking out their hard-earned dollars. But once convinced, uh, Winnipeggers are uh, tremendously enthusiastic. And in terms of the artists, um, someone else has said that we are extraordinarily creative. Uh, I can't include myself in that group, but uh, they must have been talking about all the other (laughs) artists in town. Right. Um, 
So Million Dollar Quartet, it, you, you mentioned that you, that's how you're kicking off 2017. Um, does this have anything to do with the actual jam set? Tell me, tell me about it, Million Dollar yes, Quartet. Yes, exactly. It was inspired by the famous recording session that brought together rock and roll icons Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins for the first and only time. It's also the story of Sam Phillips, the man who discovered them and earned the name the father of rock and roll. Very cool. So why did RMTC want to tell this story? Oh, we've been wanting to tell this story ever since the play premiered on Broadway uh, close to 10 years ago, but the rights have been unavailable to us and every other theater in North America. Uh, The producers very naturally wanted to earn as much as they could, both from the initial Broadway run and then it moved off Broadway and then it had a seven-year run in Chicago. It played Vegas. It toured extensively. And every year we would ask and every year they would say, no, we're still touring it. We can still uh, wait a little while before Mm -hmm. we release the rights to theaters like yours. And of course, once they did, uh, theaters across Canada and throughout North America were all producing Million Dollar Quartet this year. Right. So now that you have the rights, what can the audience expect when they when they come see the show? Oh, Nolan, it's, it's amazing. I, I'm only basing this on the feedback we've received so far. It's our surveys, uh, which we uh, are grateful to Prairie Research Inc. Uh, for their uh, excellent uh, marketing surveys that they conduct on our behalf. Um, they've, uh, the response has been through the roof. And so audiences can expect both a phenomenal concert uh, with over 20 hit songs by all those artists uh, I named, and also an interesting play that tells Sam's story. Sam Phillips is the founder of Sun Records, and um, not only was the father of rock and roll, but in many ways was a figurative father to Elvis and Johnny Cash and Carl Perkins and Jerry Lee Lewis. And as any parent who's listening will know, um, it's uh, difficult seeing your children leave. You want them to be successful, but in order to do so, they have to become independent and in some form or another, leave. So. Obviously, the show is going to be heavy, heavily influenced by those four artists. Is is it kind of a, a classic retelling of these songs, or is it a new modern twist, or what can we expect? Classic. Yeah. Uh, the artists, there are eight actors, performers, musicians, uh, and they play all the instruments live. Cool. Uh, the only one who isn't playing is Sam Phillips, uh, the, the owner of Sun Studios, the founder of Sun Studios, but uh, the icons, Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis, really plays the piano. And oh, man. S- uh, Carl Perkins is an amazing uh, guitarist on the electric guitar, and Elvis is really playing guitar. And we have a drummer uh, and a bass, stand-up bass, an electric bass player. And there's also a character of Elvis's girlfriend, and he did really bring his girlfriend to Sun Studios that night, but the authors of the play took license and changed her from a dancer to a singer. Okay. So she gets to sing a she couple She gets involved of a little bit? Great songs. Cool. And plays the tambourines and maraca. 
We are speaking with Stephen Shipper of RMTC, and after a quick musical break, we're going to talk about what makes the 50s and 60s uh, and that era of music, uh, in your opinion, Stephen, such a special one. But before we get to that, let's uh, have a quick break. Um, here's another great song from that era. We have Elvis Presley, one of the four men in the Million Dollar Quartet, with I, If I Can Dream, right here on River City 360. There must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand, tell me why. Oh, why? Oh, why can't my dream come true? Oh, why? Standing sometimes, strong winds of promise that will blow away all the doubt and fear. If I can dream of a warmer sun where hope keeps shining on everyone, tell me why. Oh, why? Oh, why? Won't that sun? Welcome back to River City 360. That was If I Can Dream by Elvis Presley, one of the artists featured in our MTC's performance of Million Dollar Quartet, which is running now until January 28th. We are speaking with RMTC's artistic director, Stephen Shipper. Uh, so what is it about this era of music that it continues to resonate even, you know, 50, 60 years later? Well, what is it about nostalgia in the first place? I mean, it's a very powerful uh, dynamic. But I think, you know, what Sam Phillips was able to do was reconfigure African-American music and gospel music and blues and 
hillbilly, rockabilly music. He reconfigured it into something that became a permanent, gigantic cultural juggernaut right. that was rock and roll, that is rock and roll. Yeah, and you you can kind of see a lot of the same elements in modern music as well, or at least attempting to to convey some of those elements. Yeah, in the play we hear how some of the uh, owners of other studios, not the small ones like Sun Records, but uh, some of the majors, uh, they were always telling people like Elvis, you know, strike while the iron's hot because this rock and roll is a fad. (laughs) And... (laughs) You better make your money before it fades away. And of course, they were mistaken. It's uh, It's been um, the music of young people. And as young people grow older, older people, uh, ever since it was born. So do you think young people today will enjoy a show like this? Oh, for sure. If you, if you like great music, you're going to enjoy it. And I think you know all the songs. Right. Everyone knows all these songs. And they're really... There's a reason why they're such huge hits. They're not only uh, brilliant musically, uh, rhythmically, but many of them have strikingly uh, meaningful lyrics. Absolutely. So I was looking at the schedule for January, and it had uh, a couple things called the Monday Mix and the Talkback series, uh, either before or after these performances. Can you just uh, maybe um, tell me about what these initiatives are and, oh, and, what, sure. and what audiences can expect? Thank you. Um, I do invite all of our audiences to participate in these two programs. Um, They're both meant to enhance an audience member's experience if they want to have it enhanced either before or after the show. So the talk back is an opportunity to ask the actors questions. It's basically a Q&A session with the actors moderated by a volunteer. The actors come out after the show uh, and the audience and actors interact for about 20 minutes usually that's pretty cool like it seems almost unprecedented that they would be able to be that open and just as soon as they're finished performing come on out and have a conversation that's yeah, pretty cool they're, they're very generous that way mm-hmm. and so is the audience who stays it's um, often an interesting uh, conversation and the monday mix is usually conducted by an expert in the field i think for a million dollar quartet. It is somebody who's well versed in the history of rock and roll. And um, there are about 100 people uh, who attend, uh, which is a very large number. Uh, there are people who are coming to see the show that night, and people subscribe to that night in order to participate in the Monday mix. And they're treated to uh, a talk, or I guess some would call it a lecture, but it's a uh, often very humorous and really informative. And then it's usually followed by a question and answer period as well. Very cool. So by the looks of the website here, tomorrow, Monday, January 16th, uh, is a Monday mix. Not every show has these Monday mixes and and talkback Tuesdays or talkback sessions, uh, but it just so happens that tomorrow's show and Tuesday's show have uh, both of these options available. But uh, where can our listeners go to find tickets uh, to this show or any of the shows that uh, RMTC are having this season? Oh, thank you for asking. Royal, excuse me, Royal mtc.ca perfect so for tickets to this show you can see uh on it's on the john hirsch main stage yes it is and for those who are less comfortable with 
the internet, our telephone number, 204-942-6537. Perfect. So royalmtc.ca or 204-942-6537 for tickets to Million Dollar Quartet. It is on now until January 28th. And Nolan, uh, the rest of our season consists consists of uh, Agatha Christie's Black Coffee. We're celebrating the 27 plays that Agatha Christie wrote, and uh, then a fun new musical, a Canadian musical called Bitter Girl. It's about getting over, getting dumped. The music is by all girl bands, uh, great songs um, cool. like the Supremes and, oh, yeah. and such. Nice. And we close with Maureen Hunter, a Manitoba playwright, who wrote about a Métis heroine named Sarah Ballenden. It's a very interesting story and one I'm sure your listeners would enjoy. Fantastic. Well, for anyone out there listening, if you haven't checked out our MTC before, get down there, get to the website, call the number 942-6537, and check out the shows. It's world-class performances uh, right here in Winnipeg. Uh, Stephen Shipper, the Artistic Director of Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre. Thank you very much for uh, sitting down with us today. Thanks again. Thanks, Nolan, and thank you again to Mr. Stephen Shipper, Artistic Director at the Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre. Coming up after the break, we will speak with Carrie Ryan, Community Grants Associate at the Winnipeg Foundation, and she'll tell us all about a new partnership the Foundation is embarking on in celebration of Canada's 150th birthday. But first, continuing on with our Million Dollar Quartet theme this morning, we've got Jerry Lee Lewis and signature song. It's Great Balls of Fire, right here on River City 360. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain It must love as a man insane You broke my will, but what a thrill Girl and this Garek is just great balls of fire I let the love hold up all it was funny You came along and you moved me, honey I changed my mind You're fine, so kind I got to tell this 
listening to River City 360, Nolan and Robert here with you this morning, and we're now joined by Carrie Ryan. She's a Community Grants Associate at the Winnipeg Foundation. Carrie, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we wanted to have you in to talk about Canada's 150th, and I understand that the Winnipeg Foundation has a new uh, partnership with the Community Foundations of Canada, and their goal is to sort of um, promote and encourage different activities for Canada's 150th. But tell me a little bit about that partnership with CFC and the goal for uh, the Winnipeg Foundation when it comes to Canada's 150th. Sure. Well, first of all, CFC, Community Foundations of Canada, is our umbrella group. So community foundations across the country are members of Community Foundations of Canada, and we participate in various different projects with them. The Community Fund for Canada's 150th was a special granting stream um, that allows us to support really grassroots projects here in our community. There were community foundations from across the country and across our province taking part, all of them supporting um, very local celebrations for Canada's 150th. So the Winnipeg Foundation took part in the project this fall and we just announced our grants this week. So I'm seeing a couple dozen different organizations here, Boys and Girls Club of Winnipeg, Canadian Down Syndrome Society, Riverside Lions Charitable Foundation, all sorts of different things, but uh, give me an example of some of the different projects that people pitched and, and the ones that you guys uh, that are, are going to be granting to. Well, um, there's a real range of project applications that we received and in turn a huge variety of grants that we've made. So everything from a film about youth mental health, community garden, a film festival in Transcona, which I'm really excited to see, a sport program for newcomer kids, lots of arts and cultural events, and really um, activities that are designed to bring the community together in celebration. So what these are different grants aside from what you guys do throughout the year. What was the exact um, criteria, or not necessarily exact criteria, but what are some of the uh, examples of of, uh, rules that you required these organizations to sort of... um, achieved before they got these grants? Sure. Well, it's a special granting stream. So outside of our foundation's regular community grants, the um, guidelines were set up by our partners, CFC, and they were fairly fairly broad, but all aiming to um, support projects that, that celebrate our country and its diversity and its milestones. So we were looking for projects that encouraged participation in community activities, inspired a deeper understanding about people, places, and events that have shaped our country, and uh, build vibrant and healthy communities, engaging as many people as possible. So there's a few dozen. You mentioned a couple, but is there any one or two that stand out to you as noteworthy or ones that you're interested in? You mentioned the Transcona Film Festival. That sounds very interesting. But give me an example of some of the ones that you that really stood out to you uh, specifically. 
Sure. Well, there's lots of great projects. There were 19 that we ended up supporting um, for a total of, I think, $191,000 back into the community. One of the ones that really stood out for me is Art City. And Art City is a community-based art drop-in centre located in the West Broadway neighbourhood. They primarily work with kids and youth. Um, And they received a grant for a project called Me, We and Everybody. It's a series of 50 art workshops where kids can explore the Canadian identity. They'll be working with um, artist mentors from a variety of communities, so Indigenous artists, newcomer artists, francophones, and artists representing other communities to really allow the kids to explore what it means to be Canadian. And at the end of it all, they're planning an exhibit at the WAG, which I think will be great. So it's going to have the kids who create all this art is actually going to be produced in, in an actual... That's very cool. Um, last question um, is how can our listeners find out more about these projects or where can they go to find out maybe a list of all the projects? Uh, give, give me some more information. Sure. Well, we posted all of the projects on our website. So wpgfdn.org. You can um, visit our granting tab and see our Community Fund for Canada's 150th grants. You'll be hearing more about them in the coming months as some of them come to fruition. Most of them are just in the planning stages now, but over the next few months, we'll be hearing much more about um, these different projects taking place in 2017. Thank you very much, uh, Carrie Ryan. She is a Community Grants Associate at the Winnipeg Foundation. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thanks, Nolan. And if you'd like more information about these grants that are in celebration of Canada's 150th, you can visit the Winnipeg Foundation's website at wpgfdn.org. Coming up after the break, we'll revisit our conversation with Rob Nash, and we'll speak with a young person who turned her life around after the Rob Nash Project visited her school five years ago. But first, we've got one man left in the Million Dollar Quartet whom we haven't featured yet, so to get in the mood for some rock and roll with Rob Nash... Let's play Blue Suede Shoes by Carl Perkins right here on River City 360. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready. Now go, cat, go, but don't you step on my blue suede shoes. You can do anything but get off of my blue suede shoes. Well, you can knock me down. In my face, slander my name all over the place, and do anything that you wanna do. But uh-uh, honey, lay up on my shoes, and don't you step on my blue suede shoes. You can do anything, but lay off on my blue suede shoes. Car, drink my liquor from my old flute jar, do anything that you wanna do. But uh uh-uh, uh, honey, lay up for them shoes and don't you step on my blue suede shoes. You can do anything but lay off for my blue suede shoes. Right. For the show, free to get ready now. Go, cat, go, but don't you step on my blue suede shoes. 
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning. After a serious car collision nearly left him dead, Rob Nash went on to have a successful music career. But in 2007, he pressed the pause button on that to start what became the Rob Nash Project. Rob and his band tour schools, First Nations communities, detention centers, and other venues, sharing positive messages and hope through music, his own story, and the stories of other young people who have persevered through tough times. The difference between playing in front of a mass of crowds every day and just having people jumping around or looking into the eyes of a young student that's handing you their suicide note that's having a breakthrough right in front of you, that stuff is not just success, but it's significant. The Rob Nash Project has performed for more than 985,000 students, and to date, 611 students have handed Rob their suicide notes. Some of the students who experienced breakthroughs have even had Rob's lyrics tattooed on their arms. I actually have a lyric tattooed on me that says my pain may never disappear, but neither will my strength. Meet Taylor Bowman. She graduated from the school that Rob was performing at that day, Nelson McIntyre Collegiate. When I was 15, I felt very, very alone. And then when the guys came to my school and played a show, I, that's kind of when I realized I'm not alone, as cheesy as that sounds. I'm much more open and able to talk about what I went through. Here's Rob. Taylor's a perfect example of a student that was incredibly gifted that felt cursed, handed me her suicide note. She handed me her bracelet that she was going to leave for her mom next to her suicide note, and she handed me that bracelet and I still have it. Taylor explained to us that music was something that she always felt that she could connect with. They did a lot of the show, you know, through music, and it was a lot cooler than, you know, your typical person coming in and lecturing you. And that's also one thing that I really love about music is that you can tell so much through a song. Today, Taylor is now working with the Rob Nash Project, and she's studying hospitality and tourism at Red River College. I tell her story to every show that we do, and after telling Taylor's story, we've been handed thousands of bracelets because of Taylor's story. And she's probably come to 25 of our shows, and people are waiting to talk to her after the show because they're just like her. We also spoke with the principal of Nelson McIntyre Collegiate, Ralph Wagner, and he mentioned that Rob's positive message plays an important role in promoting dialogue and conversation for students. Every school will have students that are going to be struggling either with self-image or um, in terms of self-harm. And you want to be proactive. And, and Rob is one of those people that is just able to reach kids across the spectrum. I mean, we have a, a real uh, wide diversity of, of students within our school, as, as many uh, schools do. And, and his message just resonates, I think, with, with everyone. Ralph mentioned that school staff can sometimes recognize when students are dealing with issues, but it may not be obvious what those are. For some, they're trying to solve it on their own. For some, they don't necessarily feel they have someone to talk to. And, you know, Rob's message about there are people to talk to, this is, this is the first step, right? Because people, I know people talk to Rob. I just had one of my grade 9 students who had seen Rob before, and Rob had written her a little note. 
and um, she was really excited to, to see and perhaps talk with him again. So it's, it's the beginning of that dialogue piece, which is so very important. The Rob Nash Project works closely with schools before the presentations to ensure that the students who need follow-up can get the help that they need. But the first step, as Rob explained, is ensuring that young people know that it's okay to seek help. If pain doesn't go away, neither does your strength. If you wake up in the morning looking for pain, that is all you'll find. If you get up in the morning looking for strength, looking for hope, looking for help, I promise you, you'll find it. And I had to make that decision myself, and we're here to tell people today, do not wait till you die like I did before you start to live. As part of the Winnipeg Foundation's Vital Signs Project, the Foundation is presenting a series called Vital Conversations, and the first one, about mental health, addictions, and healing, is being held in partnership with the Canadian Mental Health Association. Rob Nash will be the keynote speaker, and it takes place Monday, January 23rd from 7 to 9 p.m. Go to facebook.com forward slash WPGFDN during the event on January 23rd, tune into the live stream, and be part of the discussion. For more from our interview with Rob Nash, be sure to download the River City 360 podcast of last week's episode. That's Season 3, Episode 1, at rivercity360.org. And if you'd like more information about the Rob Nash Project, be sure to visit robnash.com. That's R-O-B-B-N-A-S-H dot com. Thanks, Robert. If you want more information about Vital Signs, you can visit www.wpgfdn.org slash vital signs. And now, the next installment in our series, Promising Projects, where we hear from members of the community grants team at the Winnipeg Foundation, and they've been telling us about some of their favorite upcoming projects and the charitable organizations doing amazing work in Winnipeg. Today, we'll be hearing from Anna Herinick, the community grants administrative assistant at the Winnipeg Foundation, and she'll tell us about the project she's decided to shine some light on. So without further ado, here's the next installment in our Promising Projects series, right here on River City 360. Hi, I'm Anna Vrenick. I work in the Grants Department. I'm the Administrative Assistant for Community Grants. I chose Manitoba Families for Effective Autism Treatment as my promising project, which is MFEAT. MFEAT is a, an organization that works with families and uh, government to, uh, to support effective autism treatment in the community. Their project is a screening tool to help recognize autism markers for kids as young as nine months to uh, help parent and to help parents do a parent intervention. I think it's really important for the city of Winnipeg because it's going to help these kids and it's going to help these parents. Right now the current wait list is about two years and if we could get some parents into uh, doing some intervention with these kids as young as nine months, it's going to help these kids thrive. I have a child with autism, so that's why I'm, it's, it's really important to me. If I had a diagnosis, if my son had a, son had a diagnosis at nine months, I would have started intervention way earlier. He was diagnosed just at three years old, and even that 18-month span, I could have done something. I feel like I could have done something. Right now, the average age for a diagnosis is four years old. Um, they have a wonderful program over at St. Amont, but the child should be 
uh, the, the child should be under five years old to start that program. When they're diagnosed at four years old and there's a two-year wait list, they sometimes aren't able to get into that program. This, this screening tool will help parents learn about autism, learn about some measures on how to help lessen the symptoms of autism. Early intervention is always the best treatment for uh, kids with autism and try to help them lessen those behaviors. Thanks very much to Anna Herinick, Community Grants Administrative Assistant at the Winnipeg Foundation, for sharing your promising project with us here on River City 360. Coming up after the break, Noah Ehrenberg will join us in studio to talk about this week in Community News Commons, Winnipeg's Citizen Journalism Project. But before Noah gets in, we've got a tune for you. Here's Happy Days Are Here Again by Ben Selvin, right here on River City 360.
Good morning and welcome back to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. And it is that time of the show again where we invite Noah Ehrenberg into the studio to tell us about Community News Commons. Noah, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure to be here. So Noah, as the convener of cncwpg.org, mm-hmm. you are sort of in charge of convening all of the citizen reporters and all of the citizen journalists to uh, tell their stories on CNC. So uh, what have you got for us this week? Well, this week, uh, there's a nice little story from Anne Ha, who um, wanted to talk about the Canada Summer Games, uh, or the Canada Games 2017, that are coming up uh, in about six months' time. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to believe when we're stuck in the middle of winter here, that uh, we are going to have it's going to be warm someday? Well, no it's going to be warm, and we're going to have this amazing event, because it's, it's coupled with uh, the 150th anniversary of Canada, of course. It's going to be the hottest summer ever. That's what they're <laughs> billing it as, and it's the 50th anniversary anniversary of the Canada Games. Oh, wow. Uh, Winnipeg happens to be the largest city that the Canada Games has ever been held in. Cool. And um, citizen reporter Anne Ha looks at this um, this event and at uh, the fact that they need a lot of volunteers. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of work to put that on because it's a pretty big undertaking. There's oh, like sure 20,000 people that are expected to descend upon our city, I think. Yeah, and the the idea is that uh, they, they, they want people to give their time so that the athletes can shine. That's that's the that's the expression, nice. and um, it really is a um, you know a, a, an event uh, that brings people from coast to coast to coast, and uh, it's going to be here in Winnipeg, and and does a nice uh, job of uh, uh, talking about um, the the games that are coming up, as well as some of the volunteer positions that are available. There's all sorts of different volunteer positions. I mean, if you're tech savvy, or if you're uh, into sports, or if, if you're, you speak French, I know that's you, a big one. That's correct. If you speak French, uh, uh, or if you um, speak other languages too because right. uh, you know it's going to be a real multicultural event uh, really a lot of fun and um, it's um, if you're interested in um, giving your time so that those athletes can shine then uh, I would uh, recommend reading Anne's piece on communitynewscommons.org to find out uh, some more of the details. So is Anne with the Summer Games, or is she just a citizen reporter that happens to be taking uh, interest in this? No, she's just a citizen reporter that uh, is very interested in uh, all sorts of things um, that have to do with the Games as well. um, There are some volunteers with Canada Summer Games who are going to be telling stories on Community News Commons. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. So you can write about anything then? Absolutely. It's uh, it's sort of an open book, and I and I encourage people to go to communitynewscommons.org, register uh, to become a citizen reporter, and then start telling a story. And it's multimedia, so, you know, photos, video, audio, and, uh, and articles. Fantastic. So give me an example of some of the things that other people are writing about uh, this week on cncwpg.org. Well, I really appreciated a story uh, this week that had to do with mental health and okay. um, the fact that... Um, there isn't a national or provincial mental health strategy when it comes to uh, youth. Hmm. Yeah, you hear a lot about it when it comes to adults and, and the struggles that either young adults or adults go through. But it, when it comes to, you know, underage children who are under the age of 13 even, you know, it, it seems like in schools or at home, there's not a lot of uh, a lot of resources out there to help parents or help teachers to deal with those those issues. Exactly. And it isn't a small problem. You know, mental illness is the most common illness of children and teens in Canada. Hmm. So when you think of it in that respect, if it's the most common illness of children and teens in Canada, yet there's no national or provincial strategy to deal with it, it is quite a serious uh, situation. Yeah. And there was a report uh, released this 
this month from the Manitoba Centre for Health Policy that found that 14% of all children and teens in Manitoba were diagnosed by a doctor with at least one mental disorder during the four-year study period. The two people who worked on this story are Mariette Chartier and Marnie Brownwell, and they uh, publish material on a evidencenetwork.ca website, which uh, essentially publishes a lot of different stories that are made available to Community News Commons for okay. republishing. And um, uh, Chartier is a research scientist at Manitoba Centre for Health Policy and um, an assistant professor in the Department of Community Health Sciences at the University of Manitoba. And... Marnie Brownwell is a PhD expert advisor with Evidence Network and is also a professor in the Department of Community Health Sciences at the University of Manitoba. Okay. So these are two people from Manitoba who have a lot of expertise in this area, and uh, they publish uh, a number of stories on um, evidencenetwork.ca, and they make them available uh, for distribution on community oh, news. Cool. So it's kind of like a partnership between them and, and CNC. That's exactly, very cool. Exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, there, there, other provinces have similar findings when it comes to addictions and to mental health. Uh, Ontario found that 34% of high school students had a moderate to serious level of psychological distress uh, and 12% seriously thought about suicide in the past year. So this is a very, very serious problem that uh, we are facing in our community. Mm -hmm. And um, the two authors of this article have some very interesting ideas as to how we can combat this strategy, how we can prevent mental illness and addictions in our in our communities. And uh, it's a really good read. It's called Investing in a Comprehensive Child and Youth Mental Health Strategy, and it's on communitynewscommons.org. That sounds very interesting, mm -hmm. especially in Manitoba, where there's so much seclusion in a lot of our northern communities as well. I would imagine that does not bode well for mental health a lot of times. And That's correct. There know. are populations that are more at risk, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, but they did find that even though there are populations that are more at risk, it's pretty much a problem across the right. board, across all socioeconomic backgrounds, across all neighborhoods. It really doesn't have any borders when it comes to mental health when, uh, for youth and, and children. So you never know what you're going to find on CNC. You don't, you know, actually. There's all sorts of very <laughs> interesting partnerships and very interesting people who are writing for CNC. So uh, let's we got time for one more story, so tell me one more thing. Well, one of my favorites this week uh, is called Making Music In-House, and uh, writer Jen Dirksen uh, looks at house concerts. Um, they're becoming a real popular alternative to playing in bars for Winnipeg's growing So just in someone's, in someone's living room? You have a show? Well, it could be in somebody's living room. It could be, you know, it could be in somebody's basement. It could be in somebody's backyard. And you just pack it with people, or what's the plan? That's right. And, you you know, you, you there's an admission charge. And it's a, it's a, a much different vibe than going mm -hmm. to a bar or going to another, you know, to a venue. You know, you're going to somebody's house. So it's it's really, a, 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 you know, a lot of different things can happen there. There can be some art shows. There can be some, you know, a lot of different music. That's um, cool. And these homegrown shows really do provide a different experience. So Jen Dirksen uh, is a arts writer and um she told that story on communitynewscommons.org you can check cool. it out there all sorts of that's what the best thing about cnc is all sorts of stories being written by different people from all walks of life mm -hmm. and you never really know what you're gonna get it's like yeah a, it's a good read it's a box of chocolates on there. <laughs> yes so noah at the end of our time together uh we've asked you for the past um, few months at least to bring us uh, a song maybe our listeners haven't heard before cgnu is the nostalgia radio station of course but you know there's always room for some homegrown talent as well well, so what have you got for us this week? Well, this is 
this is as new as it gets. Perfect. Uh, uh, it comes from Kayla Lukey, and uh, she's kicking off 2017 with some brand new music. Uh, she did just win a Manitoba Country Music Award uh, recently. Wow. And um, this, you could call her a country singer-songwriter, I guess. She's set to launch her latest recording this month, and it's called Back to Dirt. Uh, it's produced by Murray Pulver at Unity Gain. And this new album features uh, Lukey's, you know, signature twang, I guess you would call it. Uh, she will be taking over the Park Theatre on January 19th. So that's this coming Thursday for her Winnipeg release party before she heads up to Dauphin for a date at the Watson Art Centre on Saturday, January 21st. So try and catch her live because she's a lot of fun. And uh, to celebrate uh, her recent success with this uh, new recording, we've got the title track off of uh, Back to Dirt for you this week. This is Kayla Lukey with Back to Dirt. I'm Noah Ehrenberg, and you're listening to River City 360 with Nolan Bicknell and Robert Zirk on 93.7 CJNU. There is no red wagon left on the hill And the ropes are swinging in the wind And the roads that we traveled down The games we never win Oh, lead us back home Start again There have been so many faces some I can't erase Demons in my dreams Remind me of mistakes Should have known better Even way back when Storms are brewing to Take your innocence So let it burn Let the wind whip through the trees Let the water rise so high it drowns your memories and things don't change And may your ghost show you what you're worth Wait for the time it takes to let it all turn back All turn back to dirt There have been so many places Some I can't escape Visit them in my dreams Reminds me of ways I could have done better Even way back when Devils on my shoulders are Trying to do me in So let it burn Let the wind whip through the trees Let the water rise so high It drowns your memories And things don't change
Let the wind whip through the trees Let the water rise so high It drowns your memories And things don't change And may your ghosts show you what you're worth Wait for the time it takes To let it all turn back All turn back Let it burn Let the wind whip through the trees Let the water rise so high It drowns Swinging in the wind That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you so much for tuning in. A huge thank you to all of our guests for talking to us today. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes, or subscribe to our podcast, please visit us online. Our address is rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM. And we always love hearing your feedback, so if you have anything that you'd like to discuss that you heard on the program today, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. Again, that's 204-944-9474, extension 360. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook as well by searching at RiverCity360 on Twitter or RiverCity360 on Facebook. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for River City 360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday. Mm-hmm.